And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Hello and welcome back to the Walking Dead Wednesday. I am one of your three hosts, Chris Honeywell, and I'm here with Dr. Bill Robinson. I am Dijor Dijor. And Senior Sean Engel. Hola, everyone. Haha, <laughs> I made you do something Spanish. I hope you didn't have any. Uh, Something no, planned. <laughs> no, uh, I could never be as clever as uh, Dr. Bill with my synopses, so sorry, everyone. Oh, stop it. I'm just an well, idiot with time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, you did one about in a, a like a marathon track run the last time, and then you did Apocalypse Now, so you know, we've got to step up our game. Yeah, you, you really have to start neglecting your wife and kids and practicing in front of a mirror more, Sean. Uh, Naked. Well, <laughs> Daddy, I'm hungry. Shut up! I've got a show to do. <laughs> got a synopsis. To I have practice. a do a synopsis in the style for a Walking Dead comic in the style of Three's Company. Now shut up. Go to your room. <laughs> oh my God! I've got a brilliant idea brewing now. <laughs> Come and knock on our door. Um, the dead are waiting for you. Dead are waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Where Don the dinner is her and her and him. <laughs> and they'll chomp up on you. Do, 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 do. Let's see. John Ritter is dead. <laughs> oh, Let's see. Don Knotts is dead. I don't know if Mr. Did Don Knotts dead. Don, I think Don Knotts is dead, yeah. Hmm. I think I Tim Conway is still alive. Tim Conway wasn't on Three's Company. Yeah, but I'm saying Don Knotts and Tim Conway are in Oh, somewhere. for the Apple Dumpling game? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. What's um, the Tim Conway? Uh, about uh, 180 pounds. Well, less now that he's dead. Thank you. Uh, puns. Oh, yeah, he died <laughs> 2006. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, what? When did he die? I don't know. <laughs> um, trying so, to think. Uh, I guess the girls are still alive. So. I guess now the ghost is Mr. Chicken. Oh, well. Oh. There would have to be there would have to be adult diaper jokes for, um, yeah, Chrissy and Chrissy. Janet. Yes, is Norman Fell still alive? I don't know. Mr. I'm Roper. not gonna go check deaderalive.info. You know, <laughs> I think that's the website where you can just type in the name of people and see if they're dead or alive. Uh, he died in 1998. So okay. Norman Fell. You know, are, are we recasting, you know, Three's Company like we <laughs> Since did we didn't even, Run? I was just going to say, we didn't, we haven't even got Cannibal, Cannibal Run off the ground yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're thinking on making a Sharknado 3. Sharknado oh. 3 and they haven't done Cannibal Run. Screw you, sci-fi. I can't believe team. they haven't done Zombie Sharknado yet. Oh, don't. Mm-hmm. Eh, ideas. <laughs> Sharknado of the dead. <laughs> I guess they couldn't tap into uh, Romero's, uh, you know, couldn't get Romero to do that because that would have been that. That might actually. Make I, would, it I might watch that. Yeah. Uh, Sharknado. I was just oh. talking about how, I, yeah, I won't watch Sharknado because it's just trying. To, it's trying to be bad. I want to see something that's just genuinely bad. Mm-hmm. 
and, and that's the thing that I don't get. I don't get the sci-fi channel movies that, you know, are are intentionally trying to be bad. You know, if I want to see a bad movie, I want to see one that's attempting to be good but just horribly fail or just coming from a direction of such incompetence that mm-hmm. it takes on its own you know you you can become fascinated with what were they thinking <laughs> who gave them money <laughs> are, are you thinking of the room are they insane anything anything ed wood did you know all, all there are all kinds of um doris wishman there are all kinds of weird filmmakers who you're watching them and they have their own style but it doesn't seem to be the style of a human that understands film or other humans and stuff. And that's the great stuff, you know, like a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, the walking dead, the walking dead. <laughs> we, we always start out these shows with these ridiculous tangents about, about anything but the walking dead. You, you'd think that we didn't want to cover this, but actually I'm looking forward to this. This is a, uh, this is a really good issue, and I think we'll have some good discussions. This is a big one. I for, I I forgot this one was coming. Mm-hmm. This, this kind of tie, and we'll probably have some stuff here to talk about that ties into some of the stuff that happened recently on the show. So, mm-hmm. um, it's Walking Dead number fifty-seven, and this one was uh, released in January of twenty oh nine. Had a cover price of two ninety nine, and the creator writer was Robert Kirkman, obviously. Charlie Adler did the penciling, inking in the cover. The gray tones were Cliff, Cliff Rathburn. Letter was Russ Wooten, and the editor was Aubrey Sanderson. And it goes like this: After Abraham's admission last issue that he didn't want to kill again, Rosita attempts to console him with some kind words and proper placement of his tongue. Sorry, proper placement of her tongue near his tonsils. After a bit more off-screen con- consoling, which I assume just happened but was left out of the story for re- reasons of expediency, we cut to the group. Trucking up to Buffalo, been thinking, you gotta mellow slow, until they come across a wrecked car blocking the road. Glenn and Maggie scout ahead on their horses while Rick guides Abraham as he uses the truck to push the crashed car out of the way. During the clearing of the roadway, Carl watches Michonne dispatch some walkers with her mad ninja skills, quietly commenting to herself that she's cool, which, let's face it, she is. After the highway is free of the obstructions, Rick's, Rick asks Abraham if he checked the cars for gas and gets tailpipe smoke for his troubles. In the back of the truck, Andrea chats with Dale about the need to find more sh- a more sheltered ride than they have right now, and Dale says that he hasn't seen any RVs along the way. Andrea retorts that the smell that built up in Dale's old RV doesn't make her want to go back to that form of transportation. She thinks maybe a truck or a small car would be better, especially for fuel reasons. Maybe they could even find a Hyundai Sonata hybrid with heated leather seats and Blue Link communication interface, or perhaps the redesigned Hyundai Tucson, Motor Trend's best new compact sub SUV. But ads for amazing cars with 10-year, 100,000-mile warranties will have to wait as the party meets up with Glenn and Maggie in an on-ramp to the interstate. After raiding a nearby gas station for supplies, Rick and Abraham discuss which route they should take, with Rick suggesting the interstate in order to go raid his old police station for supplies. Fine with the plan, Abraham tells the group to make camp as he, Rick, and Carl headed to the station on an ammo run. After saying their goodbyes, the trio hit the road, making decent time 
but eventually setting up camp before the sun goes down. Time passes, and later in the night, a group of gun-toting rednecks sneaks up on Abraham and the sleeping Rick and Carl. Rick tries valiantly to fight the goons, but eventually they get the upper hand and knock Rick down and prepare to violate young Carl. Desperate, Rick lunges at the leader, allowing him to grab the former cop in a bear hug and ask what he thinks he's going to do now. And what Rick does now is chomp into the cracker's neck, ripping his carotid and tearing the flesh and tendons away. This distracts the goon who was holding the gun on Abraham long enough for him to reach for his rifle and put a bullet in his brain. Terrified, the would-be rapist holds Carl as hostage, but Abraham demands that he let the boy go. However, a near-feral Rick counters, saying, He's mine. Dropping the knife, the cornpone tries to escape, but Rick hunts him down. And as Abraham tries to comfort Carl, the sounds of a knife plunging over and over into human flesh permeates the night. Some time has passed, and Rick and Abraham are sitting on the road alongside the El Camino, with Carl sleeping with his head on his father's lap. Abraham tells Rick, you just don't come back from doing what he did to that guy. It's something that permanently changes you. Rick says that he can fake being normal, as he'll probably have to do much worse. But the one and only thing he cares about is keeping his son safe. And as Rick turns to look at Abraham, the gruff giant raises his head from his hands and says... I think it's time I told you about how I lost my family. And this is a bit more somber than the uh, synopsis that we had last time out. Uh, what do you guys think about this comic? I get a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get it with the Bluetooth link and the uh, the uh, 10 year, 100,000 mile warranty? Because that's what Hyundai is all about. Yes, I did. In fact, I just used that because my... Uh... My wheel, my wheel rotor bearings had gone out, and I got it replaced for free. That is awesome. I think everyone should probably look into investing in a Hyundai, which is the official car of The Walking Dead. Make sure yes, you- it is. I don't even have a license and have never owned a car, but if I did, it would be a Hyundai. Mm-hmm. But but so- that Bluetooth was so annoying for a while because like every time the phone would ring, it would pick up, and I'd people would be hello, hello. I'm like, ah, honey, shut that off. Ah. Anyway, Walking Dead. I have a Bluetooth and it smells like cheese and I'm going well, you should to really dentist. see a dentist about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a black tooth. <laughs> Yo, why has it gotta be a black tooth? Racist. Jeez. I, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I did not know we had a racist at the show today. A racist pig. Oh my goodness. So, Walking Dead. I like this comic a lot. It's a good comic. Uh, this I like th- the I like the Grateful Dead reference. Oh, you're you're welcome. <laughs> sure. Throw a little bit of uh, the the dead in the show. I'm glad to. And it was perfect because I turned the page where just as you said trucking, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> good thing I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, going through the book, you know the the first page there. Of that second panel where Rosita is hugging Abraham after he, you know, kind of told her I don't want to kill again. That look that she has on there isn't a look of, you know, oh, I want to comfort you. I feel bad for you. A little panicked. Yeah. yeah it's like, like, oh, crap. Is he, is he going to murder all of us right here and now? So, uh, you know, eventually she turns it around by the bottom of the page. But, yeah, it makes you wonder what what the heck did Abraham do? Which I guess we're going to find out, you know, next issue. So, mm-hmm. But um, 
for me, the big thing is obviously the scene between Rick and the the rednecks and what he has to do to protect, you know, himself and and you know and uh, and his son. I mean, it's it, it was really well well translated from the comic into the TV show, and that's you know, it's one of those. Points in the sometimes the comic will be going right along at its own thing, and then just hit beat for beat one of the comics or one of the ideas of one of the comics or something. And yeah, I was struck by that too. I'm like, wow, this made it intact to the mm-hmm. TV show, and that's that. I yeah, mean, some pretty really intense stuff has happened, you know, since issue 48 in the last nine issues, and this is one of the most when you think about it, just craziest things. Well, because it's it's not only, you know, violence and, you know, uh, people planning on murdering, but it's also, it's pedophilia. Yeah, this, child, these guys they're going to rape him rape. in front of his dad, and they're like, you think about this while we, you know, while we rape your son. And they told mm-hmm. Rick he was next, too, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, you know, well, th- this is pretty, pretty dark, yes. I had, um, when this... I had forgot this was in the comic, and then in season four, when because it was it was a claim group that we were talking about last ep- episode um, that Daryl had hooked up with. Yes, we were thinking then, they might end up being those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but but I didn't. But when I was watching the show, I wasn't thinking about this comic. So when this happened, I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this before, and that's what I remembered. Wait a minute, this is this was like a shot for shot. Mm-hmm. from the comic book that it was you know even to what you know down to what rick does bites the guy in the throat you know mm-hmm. well and that's one of the neat things that they that i that i've liked about the past season of the show that they've incorporated their own storyline and you know their own things that are specific to the show but they've also done some Meshed nice them. homages yeah. so it's it's a nice melding of both the comic and the originality of the show and it's it's finally hit that balance where like in in season two and season three i was kind of like oh it's diverted from the show so much i'm really not all that interested in it now the fact that they're putting elements of the comic back in the show but yet letting the show be its own original thing really has helped make the show for me a much more enjoyable thing but yeah this scene here it's it's pretty brutal Mm-hmm. And it, it, sh- it shows how far Rick is willing to go, that he's willing to essentially himself become you know, a, a man eater if he has to protect his kids, that he's willing to to do the same thing that the undead will, you know, if he's going to save himself and, you know, the people who he cares about. Yeah, he's the closest to a zombie of any of them. He's actually come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. So he's he's come back from the dead, and now he's taking bites out of people. He's missing a limb. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the thing about it is, is you know, Rick's Rick's taken out a guy with just a stray shot to the back of the head. You know, earlier on when they were in the prison, he's done a lot of questionable things. That doesn't seem like such an unreasonable thing that like in a situation where you'd have to biting someone's neck out but the way i mean when you couple it with the potential rape of his son and well, yeah usually in comics the way that sort of thing has happened is 
it's hinted at, you know. Oh, yeah, we got something planned for your son. But, you know, it doesn't get to the point like in this where they're wrestling around on the ground with the kid, you know. Hey, stop and squirming. He's, and he's got his pants, you know, down around his ankles. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, I don't <laughs> admire Adler for having to, having to draw that. To draw yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's got to be really uncomfortable to do. But it, it definitely sells the fact that Rick is desperate and he was he's willing to do anything to make sure that you know the son's gonna make it out alive that carl's gonna make it out alive yeah um well also uh, speak uh, go ahead bill no i was just say um you know because sometimes when you're in a when you're back into into a position into a position of fighting and you have no way out you will do or you you know you'll do almost you know any any means any weapon you have um it, this isn't a real life with Dr. Bill segment, but when I was uh, in the Navy, me and a buddy were goofing around and we were got into like a tussle and he had me in a headlock with my hands above, you know, my hands were above my head and he had his arms wrapped around my neck and he was trying to choke me out to black me out. Things got a little out of hand, you know, as things happen sometimes. And I was getting ready to go out and I, I reached up and I grabbed the back of his head and I happen to have a little bit of length on my fingernails, and I dug my fingernails into his fo- into his scalp until his scalp started to bleed, and he let me go. He wasn't going to rape me, but you know, but it's just that the anger, you know, the Navy, the, the testosterone, you know, just got so it's you know, you just start okay. to become like an animal. You'll fight. Any weapon you have, and in that yeah. instance, Carl's was, oh, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to bite your neck out because I got to save my son, you know. And mine was, I just the testosterone. It was fine. I'm just going to drive my fingernails in your head until you let me go, you know, or you know, or I black out one or the other. So, you know, you'll just you got to do what you got to do. It's another thing. Go ahead. Well, it's there's a it's an intent it's the intensity of these kinds of scenes, and in the TV show. And, and this comic only really compare to anything on TV. The Game of Thrones is the only thing sort of close to it mm. as far as what... W- reading this scene, and, I, and then I remember reading it the first time, it's so tense because it's not like, we've got your son hostage, now we're going to run off with him, and who knows what's going to happen, you know? It's like, no, it's happening right this second. It's going to happen right now. And there's, you know, it, Rick. Rick is either going to have to do something, or we're going to see something horrible in this comic. Either way, we're going to see something horrible. And it's just there's this, you know, from frame to frame, this inevitability of, you know, violence. You know, in mm-hmm. no matter what happens, in these, and and when you look at the frames, and this comic is has a lot of full page spreads and stuff but this one is short tense boom 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 frames it's it's masterful but of course it's horrifying <laughs> which mm, yeah. it's a horror comic but truly in in you know it's it's the there's horror like oh my god a ghost <laughs> and then there's horror like oh you know there's horror like a scare, like Alien, and there's horror like um, Deliverance. <laughs> I guess mm. you could say this is 
This is very deliverance-like, really. This is sort of deliverance distilled down into about three or four pages. Yeah, there's a horror of helplessness. Yeah, yeah. You know, of not being in control and at, at all. Yeah, and then having to go completely out of control in a completely different direction to to regain control of the situation. Yeah, one of the things I noticed in the book, you mentioned how how this goes along at a, at a really fast clip. There's not that many splash pages in here. I think there's only really one splash page that shows them driving along, you know, in the truck and, you know, Glenn and Maggie riding ahead on the horses. A lot of these are quick cuts and it really helps sell the sort of intensity that's going on, especially in that uh, nighttime sequence where Rick and Abraham are having to take down the the rednecks. And, you know, I'm looking at the the, the damn pages aren't numbered. The, the panel where Rick says, you know, <laughs> you know, he's mine and he's going after the guy and you just see Abraham, you know, holding Carl but in that final panel, you see Carl taking a look at what his father's doing, and you know, he's, he's not. Lo- yeah, he's not. He's looking away, but he's not. He's uh, well. Right. He was at first, but he's looking, and he's almost like he's happy. Not happy, but he's satisfied. He's well, just like what's yeah. happening. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, you you got yours. You were gonna do that to me. It's the hardening of Carl. He's de- seeing- yeah, he's desensitized to it. Yeah, and you know, we'll see how that plays out later on in the book, where you know his sort of lack of sensitivity you know allows him to do some things that you know he probably wouldn't have been able to do prior to this you know i think we saw that a bit you know here in you know the ups, the prior issues where he had to be on his own where rick was recuperating from the gunshot wound and everything you know after the fall of the prison so we're just seeing more and more carl have to go down a, a darker hole as well and you know you saw that earlier in the book as well where he's watching Michonne take out the walkers and lop their heads off and he's like cool <laughs> it's like that's cool so yeah we're seeing a little bit more of the well a little bit more of the, the zombie apocalypse getting to Carl if there's mm-hmm. been any <clears throat> if there's been you know there's just no way that even after the prison and anything you know Rick has still been trying to it, always to protect Carl, but sort of keep him, keep his childhood intact. And I think after this incident, we're not gonna, you know, we see where Rick, you know, does it. He he. It takes him a while to finally like let go and let Carl be, you know, more independent. But. You know, I think after this incident, he's pretty much just like, you know, I'm I'm not going to treat this. If I treat him like a kid, it's a death sentence, you know. And as far as Carl goes, you know, he's he's been in pretty much all the worst situations a human com- being can be in, you know, short of dying. Yeah, I mean, he's been shot in the chest, too. Jeez, I'm looking at like there's frames of like Abraham holding Carl like in his whitey tighties while Rick just stabs the guy repeatedly. Shunk, 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 shunk. Yeah, that's yeah. such a and, that and, sound. And uh in the now was Abraham in the TV show? Was were they, were they Well, he yeah. is now. Uh, well, I mean, was he in this scene in the TV show? No, 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 it was, it was, it no. was Michonne, it was Michonne and it was Michonne in the place of. That's right. 
uh, of Abraham uh, of Abraham because they yeah, met up and, with Abraham at the at the final yeah in the final episode of last season. So pretty much the, other than that detail though, <laughs> it's even the the I mean on the TV show they really didn't hold back on the repeated sound of a knife going into human flesh. No. No. Or times think, and you really want to hear it, you know. They I, they And I think if I remember like, Carl was like they had the same shot of Carl looking you know yeah, and instead it in, of it being in Abraham, the car, I think, I think he was inside the car though when it was going on. It might I, have I don't been. remember. Uh, either way, it yeah. plays. Yeah, pretty much the same. But now this, these guys, uh, the claimed guys in the TV show, had already Daryl had already separated from them. I think. Well, no, Daryl was with them. Daryl was with them because they beat Daryl up. Uh, oh, that's the, right. They, you know, that's he, he right. said, "Oh, that's right. That's right. He was there." Okay, yeah. They said, the, "You know, the the lead guy said, you know, well, you're lying. So the problem, you know, the, that's right. The problem for lying is, you know, we get to beat the living crap out of you." And, so, and remember how at the beginning of the TV show, we're like, "This guy, Andrew Lincoln, he's perfect for Rick Grimes. He he just looks like him. He embodies him." At this point, though, I notice. They don't look anything alike. <laughs> no. The, Andrew Lincoln's still sporting his short hair. You know, I mean, this Rick is shaggy and bearded. Yeah, he looks more akin to, like, Kurt Cobain than, mm-hmm. yeah. than, uh, than you know, Andrew Lincoln. So. Yeah, Rape yeah. me. <laughs> Rape oh. me, my friend. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm doing the... Come on, <laughs> I'm doing the other guys, the uh, uh, the Richard Cheese. Oh. Richard Cheese doing it. Oh, the Richard Cheese doing it. Oh. You haven't heard them do? I- I've heard a lot of Richard Cheese. I've heard a lot of Richard Cheese stuff, but I don't think I've heard his version of. of oh Rick. yeah, come on, rape me, yeah, <laughs> rape me, my friend. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh yeah. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness, your mother. Get I've up. I've heard that. that get down with the sickness. That ended up at the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was at the that was in the closing of it, wasn't it? No, that, that was in, no, uh, that was that was the original. That was when they were in the original down down with the sickness. The it was the original. Uh, no, it was in the shopping mall when. Uh, well, the, the the Richard Cheese one was in the shopping mall. It was yeah, sort right. of in the middle. Oh. It was sort of the centerpiece montage. When they were all living in the mall, it was, you know, and the one guy was having sex with the one chick. The guy that's on Modern Family now? <laughs> well, they, they were playing games with the guy. They were playing golf off the, yeah, off the side, and they were, they were you know, picking off zombies with the guy from the gun shop across the street and stuff like right. that. Right. It was just sort of, it was very much like the original movie where they had a little montage of them just sort of living it up. For a while inside the the mall, when they had and it, all has to go bad. Mm. That reminds me, if there's anybody who listens to this show who's got a lot of money, and I know you're going, oh shit, right now, like we're gonna ask you for money, but I'm not. But if you're like got some money and you're an entrepreneur, I just I had the idea today. You know, Renaissance fairs. Well, <laughs> they're a great idea. We're gonna have a zombie fair. Yes, hmm. yes, but you buy. A, they don't have that already. You buy. Uh, you buy up 
a huge industrial, like abandoned industrial complex. Well, you know, they do kind of have that. It's there's, called there's Halloween Horror Nights. Balls. <laughs> And oh, you mean like a band? Oh, abandoned shop. You get a good. You get. You can find city block type size places of abandoned places. You go through. You spend some money to shore up all the walls and make sure the walls aren't gonna fall on the tourists and stuff. Get it all set up, and then you have po post-apocalypse land. And like, say one weekend, you could have the zombie fair. Where you have to get from one side of post-apocalypse land to the other side where there's a big dinner at the end and a band or whatever. But you have to you have to make it from one side and there's zombies everywhere. Or the next weekend it could be Mad Max land. Oh god. With Sean Agle as the great humongous. <laughs> yeah, it could it, you know, well, you know, licensing and all that. It would have to be more like an Italian knockoff of The Great Sean Mungus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and yeah, and you have people in their biker, you know, and four wheelers with spikes on them chasing people down and stuff. Oh, nothing would go wrong there. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. <laughs> then the next week, you could have Escape from New York, <laughs> fair, from New York where you fair. have to make your way to, you know, the president. You have a bunch of different games. Can I and play Ernest Borgnine? Then the next week, you oh. could have Warriors Fair. Right? Would you not want to go to that every weekend and fight your way across whatever? Oh, you know this is this is what, landscape. This is what's wrong with America. Okay, I was I was trying to find glass bottles, and all I got is water bottles. It's just not warriors. <laughs> come work. out and play. <laughs> 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 the clanking doesn't. It, it, it's not as it's not as cool. Wait, wait. I think I got two pieces of glass here. Hold on. I got a fishbowl and a mason jar. <laughs> nah, that's still crap. Not the same. As I smash them together and shatter all the replays. My wife comes out. What are you fish. doing? Oh, there's no fish in there. I ate oh, it. Okay. Oh, well. They'll just be, during the week, there'll be a recycle center where they only take bottles there and the storm. <laughs> I'm telling you, wouldn't that be a riot? Like, working your way and, like, Every once in a while, you could go really weird and do. Um, I think you've gone quite weird enough. Yeah. I don't think yeah. this the is Duke of New York, a number one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, don't... wouldn't that be awesome? You know, get hair metal hero and shave him and have him be Donald Pleasant, <laughs> so you gotta chase him down every every week. You have like ten different gangs in New York City. You have. I'll I'll be I'll be cabby. You know, and I'll drive her out and just be and like, and I'll and call and everybody and who gets in the cab, Snake. Hey, Snake! <laughs> you want to listen to some music? Scott Gardner plays Lee Van Cleef. That'd be classic. Yeah. I'd have to be. Uh, I'd have to be Adrian Barbo. Sadly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Actually, I know someone named Brain who could. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I would pay. I would pay. I would pay the big money to see it. So anybody out there who's a multimillionaire and wondering what you should do with your investment, I don't know if this is gonna make it past the Imagineers at Walt Disney World. It would, no, it's more like something like you buy a big chunk of Detroit or something like that. <laughs> Oh, poor Detroit. Well, we could have, we could have we Robocop. Have Robocop exactly. Oh my god. Fucking heads walking around. Big giant guns. 
That would be, oh my god, you you walk by, yeah, windows with TVs in them. I work for Dick Jones! <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would that would be the more adult one, because that would there would be hookers and blow in that world. Well, no, you could just do the crappy PG-13 remake of it. Oh, uh, but, uh, well, Frank Miller some... would be there. Oh, <laughs> Sin City. We could do Sin City. Yeah. yeah. City. Oh, yeah. Killer prostitutes. But I mean, yeah, I mean, once you have that 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 setup mm-hmm. there, and it's post-apocalyptic, you don't even have to clean up after each. Oh, hell, <laughs> let's before, just go like yeah, People but... can just leave their garbage on the ground. Yeah. yeah It'll attract just... crows. Uh, <laughs> we need to just do this like... like <gasps> the birds! The birds! <laughs> Like Westworld. We need to have a Westworld. Westworld! <laughs> a Westworld Renaissance Fair. Oh, it would be... Yes. Nothing could oh. go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Weren't they going to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger Westworld movie? Oh, jeez. From what I've heard, they've got a Westworld movie. They, they were supposed to a long t- time ago. It was greenlit to have... Schwarzenegger and Westworld, but I've heard that there's still oh, there is one. Wait, right. I didn't just, he saw just wrap filming on the new Terminator. Oh, that's movie? right. No, no, yeah, but I also heard. Oh, I I heard. All right, this ties in the Walking Dead. I heard that Arnold. I don't know if I was somebody is is making this up, but um, like you, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Arnold just finished up a movie called Maggie, where his daughter is turning into a zombie, and he has to deal. He's a father dealing with his daughter <sighs> turning into a zombie. Somebody's listening to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror, I see. The <laughs> Halloween you, specials. What, did you guys talk about that? You know, there was a story involving a zombie Schwarzenegger, though. Yeah, my last I Vault of... Uh, was that my last... No, that was... It was two years ago. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. Here, here it is. Maggie, IMDb, 2014. I heard you... A teenage girl in the Midwest becomes infected by an outbreak of a disease that slowly turns the infected into zombies. Stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. Abigail Breslin. doesn't got governating to do anymore, you know? No. I know there's a new term... I don't know how he's going to do a Terminator movie. But he's doing a Terminator and a Conan mo- and the Conan movie. Well, if but they do, because I read go some, shoot soon. I read some of the Terminator books that they did that didn't really tie into the mythos. And what it was is uh, actually what's her name? Uh, the, 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 Sarah Connor. Yeah, Sorry. she meets she meets the guy that the Terminator's bodies are based off. Oh, of. the human. So it's so he's like he's like. Doctor. Well, so, I don't know if that's. He what was a doctor. Yes, yes. He do. was a doctor. He was like, or he, or he was, he was some super special forces guy, and he, they, they based his likeness on the ter- They used his likeness well, as the Terminator bodies. So she teams up with him, the human him, later on in the future. That's a good. So they could that easily would be a make good twist. Yeah, that could explain why he's so old and why right, he looks right so there. bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's how they're I think that's how they're going to get old Arnold to play in this movie. There was a picture I'm, it's like Arnold still has his physique and he's out like on his balcony of his hotel room with his shirt off and it's like no he doesn't. <laughs> he's been great shape for a man his age. But he had a bit, you know, big old gut that looked like it was ready for the Shatner, you know, the Shatner truss and 
And so I was thinking, how is he going to, you know, without, maybe they're going to mocap him or something. I don't know. Yeah, Terminator Genesis. Conan, no problem, man. He could just be old Conan. Yeah, he could just wear some face. armor. Yeah, he just wear some armor. Load and up with armor and he's ready to go. So, Too bad Mako's still not around. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. shit, that would be great. So we're going to get some 80s, some weird 80s remake-ishness with the original stuff with the Mad Max and the Terminator and the Conan all sort of happening. Yep, so I guess I guess your theme parks will be on hold and we'll get... My theme parks will be right on time, man. If oh, that's true. If they start them, building them now. Going on them right now, you know. Mad Max World. Mad Max World would be great. Come on, man. Detroit World, actually in Detroit. You have Barter Town. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Barter Town with a big dome and you get some get Master Blaster and some pigs and you're up to the races. <laughs> Tina Turner still looks good. I don't care what anyone says. Tina the... Turner still looks good. Now? I haven't seen her lately, but I mean... Sean Angle runs Barter Town. <laughs> <laughs> I can do my hair up like Tina Turner, so that's the closest I can do. I don't have a pair, raggedy man. We don't need Sean Angle dressing like Tina Turner. No one wants that. That's I I've I've watched uh, Mad Max and Road Warrior, and that's my next one is to watch uh, Beyond Thunderdome, which is proving to be elusive in torrent. None of the torrents seem to work, even the ones with a lot of cedars and. I may have to go to my Netflix and see if it's if it's there. No more methane. <laughs> That's the thing. We'll run the whole place on on methane, and and then at the end uh, we could have the pigs. The pigs make more pigs, and and then at the end of the day when you've fought your way through, there's a big pig roast at the end for all the extra the little pigs. piggies in the starch white shirt. <laughs> Did, did we finish talking about the comic? I, oh. I, are <laughs> Get we a on, Beatles are we world. Still... <laughs> Walking Dead? Is, oh, that's right. Uh, uh, darn you, Sean, always bringing us back to I, one topic. I apologize. I, I did see that uh, you know Mad Max is uh, available on Netflix, but Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome, you have to have discs. So. Uh, weird. <laughs> Hiding that movie. Well, at least at the end of this, back to Walking Dead. We're, yeah. we're seeing Rick and Abraham are starting. I think this has cut the tension between the two of them possibly killing each other. You see the start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that men bond over. Things that yeah. men bond over. Well, my son was almost raped, so I killed a man. Well, really? Mine too. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you're getting the feeling since such an awful thing just happened and that seemed to have reminded Abraham (laughs) of something. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to have a light-hearted episode. (laughs) We're not going to have a very special episode of Walking Dead. Yeah, it's not going to be a a happy tale of, you know, know, he lost them to a field of butterflies or something. A herd of bunnies came and carried them away. Yes, I don't think that's going to be it. <laughs> they rode away on a pack of bunnies. Mm. No. What the heck? Oh, sorry. My cat got in here. 
I heard something chomping behind me. <laughs> it's Alvin over there eating his. He's like, <laughs> like, what the heck? Sorry. Crazy cat. Yeah, I hope you're getting him the low, uh, low salt food so doesn't end up like you. <laughs> I just gotta watch out for Paul. You saw what I posted there about the. Uh, the cat that fell out of the thir- that there's a cat that fell twelve stories, and and survived. Yeah, yeah, it was, they did uh, that shit. He he like land he he fell from the fifteenth floor and he went twelve floors down, landed on a third story atrium like ceiling, and uh, he broke a tooth. That was it. <laughs> and uh, I posted in the link. Uh, I said, uh, um, yeah, cat cat fell from a building. Somewhere in Manhattan, Alvin wants to know about Paul's whereabouts. <laughs> he's coming for him. <laughs> he's, he's always looking over his shoulder. <laughs> uh, are we out yet? <laughs> <laughs> If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search 2TrueFreaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number 2. You can find 2TrueFreaks on Facebook. Just search for 2TrueFreaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft. 
which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.